today on The Breakdown. It's the two biggest, some might say most annoying, some might just say prolific talkers in poker. Mike the Mouth Mattisau, Will the Mouth Kasuf. It's a 25-50 cash game on Live at the Bike, and there are some interesting lines being taken here. We are going to break it all down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right, I got a question for you about these two guys. Okay. This is uh, an either-or, one of those questions that people ask, like, both are crappy, which one's better? Oh, okay, cool. All right. So I'm... Oh, man. My position on who's more annoying is going to become clear based on the question. Yeah. Would you rather yeah. have coffee with Mike Matisau last 20 minutes mm-hmm. or dinner with Will Kasuf last hour 45? <laughs> um, I'll take the coffee with Mike Matisau. It's it's over. We ripped the bandaid off. Not only that, Mike can probably tell interesting stories if you give him a chance to do it. You know, like Mike was addicted to cocaine and told everyone about it. Was it, meth. You know? it was meth. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Mike's lost. Mike's gone broke so many times. He's probably got a, a lot of heartbreaking tales that would be entertaining to listen to. Wilkinson's just going to say the same nine things over and over. That might be true. I will take dinner with Mike Madison over dinner with Wilkinson. Really? Yes, I will. As long as as long as Mike's willing to let me say, Mike, tell me about the time you blah blah blah, and then he sometimes tries, which I think he would. All right. Follow up question. Go ahead. Who would you rather invite to your wedding? Well, that's Wilkasuf. Yeah, it's different, right? Yeah, because Wilkasuf isn't going to cause a scene. He's going to sit there quietly and annoy some poor, poor bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that's about it. Okay, cool. Just wanted to clarify those things. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be in... Here's like another way to think of it is I would rather be in a poker room with Wilkasuf somewhere else in the poker room. But I think if I had to pick one of those guys to be at the table with, I'd probably pick the mouth. Right. Like Because Mattisau, we've been in poker rooms with Mattisau, yeah. and he's loud. You can hear him across the room. He wants the whole world to know where he is at all Kasuf's times. Kasuf's not necessarily loud, but he will slow down your table and ruin your table. Right. Yeah. He'll completely ruin your table. Yeah. So It's interesting, all the different dynamics the here with these choices. Yeah, very exciting. Um, this poker table that we're going to talk about, might be the worst poker table ever assembled because it yeah. includes those two guys and Phil Hellmuth. And <laughs> I can't imagine sitting there for six hours and having anything near a good time. There's a thing that happens, which Grant is going to bring up, where which he really doesn't like that Phil Hellmuth does. I'll oh, just and tell you, you like right it? Now. Grant really doesn't like it, is it's, what I'm going to say. It's just so exemplary of everything about Phil Hellmuth that we don't like, essentially. Hey, you know what you can do, though? I'm what? just realizing this. If you don't like watching Phil Hamuth, Mike Matisau, Will Kasuf in these cash game tables on live streams and stuff like that, you could watch a different live uh, poker game on the internet. Oh, yeah? What would that be? That would be Poker Time, my man. And you know when it debuts? It debuts today. Yeah, Poker Time is coming out today. Holy moly. This is an originally produced poker show by us. By us. Yeah, we produced this in a local club here in Portland. Yep. And uh, we do all the work. It's all... Stuff that's original. You can't find it anywhere else. It's a new new show, and we, we're going to do the commentary. Yep. it's It's got some uh, interesting poker uh, resumes on there as well. The first show, which is going to be three episodes this week. So it's going to come out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got a guy who won a WSOP main event circuit ring, a, final, a WSOP final tableist, and another guy who recently finished second in a WSOP event in our six max cash game. Yeah. Yeah, so, six max. That part's fun, too, because yeah, there's a lot of action. A lot of action. Let me tell you, these guys also 
are the kinds of guys who are like all trying to be table captains. There's a few of them at the table, so it's fun to watch them seek to wrest power back and forth. Yeah. It's really cool, and it's, it is commentary by us the whole way through. So we really encourage you to check that out. It's free. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. By the time you're listening to this, the first episode will have dropped, or will, if, unless you're listening to this the moment this dropped, the first episode's coming out any minute. So right. get your ears on, baby. Yeah, get excited. It's a new show. We're really excited We about are it. super excited about yeah. it. We really like it. We, th- we think it's going to be good. Um, it looks good. It sounds good. We're, we're very excited. We've put a lot of time into it. So we've been talking about it for a long time. It's poker time. It's finally here. It's poker time. All right. So there's that. Cool. But let's talk about this hand, which does yes. include these annoying talker people. Yes, it does. So it's a 25-50 game, uh, cash game, of course. Of course. Mike Manisau, definitely not playing with his own money, is uh, plus one. Would you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could be the last of his money. It could be. But... I mean, there isn't. It isn't like there's a whole lot saved up somewhere else, no matter what, right? No matter <laughs> whose money this is. Uh, so Madison's got eleven thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars, twenty-five fifty. Um, yeah, there's no way he has that much. You're right. He's definitely playing with someone else's money. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He has two queens plus one queen of hearts, queen of clubs, and he decides to limp. Ooh, the old limping strategy. You know, in the old days, I would kill this, but these days, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I mean, We're- it's. It's a table with a lot of people who want to be the table captain. It's not yeah. necessarily a bad choice to limp two queens here. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's fine. Uh, you know, you just have to have a plan for how you want to play the hand and not, you know. But I, I assume Mike's thought about this and he isn't just limping out of nowhere. And I think this is great. I think it's totally cool. Yeah. Um, so everybody folds to the other mouth, Will Kasuf on the button. Ugh. <laughs> Kasuf's got 5,450 in front of him. So he's kind of short for this game. Yeah. Just over 100 blinds. Um, and he's got ace seven offsuit, ace of spades, seven of clubs. He decides to raise. I don't really know why, um, but he makes it two hundred. I mean, he's raising to isolate Mike. That's why. Yeah, but two hundred. I mean, the big blind's going to call pretty frequently. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's four xing it, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's like a an, cash game. The big blind's going to call pretty frequently. It's going to call. They're going to call some of the time if they don't have much to call with. They're going to fold. But if he makes it five x, the big blind's going to call almost the same amount, isn't he? Mm. He wanted to make it six hundred. No, you want to make it... 650. I mean, what do you want to make it? Like 350? It's too much. I want to make it 275. I mean, fine. I mean, it's fine either way. It is. It is fine either way. Um, but do you think this is a good idea? In general? I it, think it's... You mean the, the size or the raise? The raise. I think the raise is fine. Um, I would guess that Mike's probably been limping a fair amount. I haven't watched any of it. Sure. I would hope so. If Mike's only limping big pairs, then I got problems with this. Raise, and I got problems with Mike's strategy, too. But if Mike's limping has a limping strategy, which he very well might, which includes other hands, too, we'll actually might rate to have the best hand here and is going to raise now so he isolates Mike in position in a bloated pot. Sounds good. With a, yeah. with a reasonable hand. It's not a good hand. And he's got position, so that's nice. And A7 does rate to be the best hand against most of Mike's limping range, I would guess. You're probably right. So I All think those it's things, fine. It's just, yeah, it's just like a little high variance. I don't like uh, that he hasn't uh, stacked up a little bit. Kasuf, as far as like buy more chips mm. before doing something like this. Like, yeah, I mean, a hundred like, blinds is enough, though. I, but I'd like a little more wiggle room to make moves like this. I hear you. Yeah. Um, anyway, folds back to Mike, and now is it time to spring the trap or is it time to call? I mean, that's the question, isn't it? And I think it depends on what we think about Will's post flop style. Is he going to take a lot of shots on flops and turns and things like that? If Will's only going to bet the flop, then we should probably raise right now. We are out of position as well. We're out of position, which is part of the reason why his will style matters so much, right? Because yeah. he can check back the turn so often and fold the river, and we don't get much. We can get the, as much right now by re-raising that we would get on his flop bet anyway. So if we think Will's not going to at least double barrel a fair amount of the time or be sticky or make a lot of hero calls and things like that, we should probably raise right now. 
I think we should probably raise right now in, in a vacuum. I, I like raising right now for mainly one reason. Will's Go not going to have too many folds. He's in position. Yeah, you it's know, a it's, cash game. People yeah. don't fold in these spots. Right. I mean, Will could have a maybe this hand is in the folding range. It probably is, as it turns yeah, out. But, but if I Mike agree with makes you. it six hundred or seven hundred dollars, like Will's going to have to call with the majority of the hands they decide to raise with. I mean, if Will has King Jack suited, he's going to call. Yeah, of course. Right. If he has Jack Ten suited, he's going to call. Yeah, we got to. I mean, I think so. In a vacuum, I definitely prefer raising just because. We don't know for sure we're going to get more money in post-flop, but mm-hmm. it's very easy to get more money in now against most of Kasuf's range. Yeah, I hear that. That's totally reasonable. I do think it's also reasonable if we're going to limp call with a bunch of other hands to sometimes limp call with a hand as strong as queens to protect that calling range a little bit. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next point, actually, that... Um, that's why I kept saying in a vacuum. Okay. From a metagame perspective, I can see why you might want to include queens in your limp calling range. Yeah. I mean, so it's not crazy. People don't feel like they can abuse your limp calling range. What I'll say about Will Kasuf, and I'm mostly thinking about uh, his World Series of Poker stuff, is post-flop, he really gets way, way, way out of line. I know once in a while he's got his nine high like a boss moments, and they're good for TV. But mostly he tries to play relatively small pots, I would say. I mean, I know he'll three-bet pre and things like that. But once we actually are post-flop and he's C-bet and someone's called... I don't feel like he double-barreled that often. No, nope. like he, he shut it down a lot. That's that's definitely true, but that was all late in the main event. That's a you good know? point. So that definitely, every, pretty much everybody except for the true maniacs are more conservative in those moments. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Also, Wilkasuf is in this game, and he is these days a big draw somehow. I mean, he is entertaining in his own way, but he's also brutal in his own way. I don't know. For like a live-streamed cash game, that might be the yeah. worst-case scenario for you as a producer of a show because you don't get to decide which bits and pieces to show everybody. Exactly. Everybody has to experience the entire Wilkasuf, I don't know, what, what it would be Torture chamber? A saga of, yeah. of horribleness. I mean, ESPN somehow cut it in such a way that it was brutal watching him on the on the main event two years ago anyway. Yeah. But you're right. Um, this does make it tough. He does have a great handy also on Live at the Bike where he has two sixes and he flops quads. And another guy actually flops. It's eight, six, six. Another guy's pocket eights. And it's like a five-handed board. And Will immediately tells everyone he flops quads and talks about it the entire time. Now, the guy who's got top full house obviously isn't going to fold anyway so it's not like it's you know he talks anyone to anything but it's interesting that he's just telling everyone oh i'm gonna i've got quads i'm gonna slow play it uh, what would you do with quads here anyway and it's yeah. it's an interesting thing you know i mean the the draw of kasuf as a viewer is that he is different than other players it's yes. not the same stuff like yes and it's better for a lot of the casual fans as well because you know you and I might be thrilled to see Evgeny Tymoshenko in a game, but he's not going to say anything interesting, and no. he's going to take a long time with all of his decisions, but he's going to make really cool decisions, and that's what we're interested in. Right. But Will Kasuf's going to make everybody entertained at least for a moment or two when he's telling the truth about his hand and stuff like that. Will Kasuf is both more of an entertainer and less of an entertainer, right? Yeah. He grates more, but he is something different, and Lord knows the, the poker table, and this probably includes us, is mostly full of robots when we're playing, right? Yeah. So having people who are interesting to watch in any way is a good thing, except maybe when Griffin Benger starts saying things like checker privilege. Yeah, Although was... even that ends up going viral because yeah. it's so interesting and different than what we normally it see, was, right? It was something that we said on the podcast every time for a month and a half yeah. after it happened. Yeah, you know? so there's that. I mean, we still remember it. You yeah, know? that's true. But I'm sure he regrets it. A guy we <laughs> talked about recently that I think... I want to see more of is Artem Litvinov. Yeah. That guy's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And he's too. not in a grating way either. It's just like kind of funny. It's great. No, yeah. I, I, we should we should seek to do more hands. But let's get back to this. Yeah, hand. let's get back to this hand. So Mike decides to limp. And maybe this is, or to, to call, call, to yeah. call instead of to raise, uh, which I think in a vacuum is better. But maybe this is part of his metagame strategy. Mm-hmm. And maybe Kasuf is a guy who's going to try to raise his limps a lot. And so he wants to show Kasuf that he's going to end up with hands like this sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
So that's all fine. And we're going to head to the flop with $475 in the pot. It's a deuce of hearts, six of clubs, seven of hearts flop. So there's a flush draw out there. Kasuf flops top, top. And Mattisau, of course, still has the overpair with the queens. Um, Mike checks. This is part of the disadvantage of not raising. Like, if Kasuf had found a call with a7, Mike's getting a lot of money here. Yeah, right? he is. Like, um, now Kasuf's probably going to bet anyway, but Mike would be getting more money if the pot was bigger. No doubt. Yeah. So Mike checks, and then the table talk begins. I mean, it had already begun, but the stuff that we're going to talk about begins. Yes. Um, Kasuf, before taking any action, says, I flopped top, top. I have a7, which is true. I mean, you got to admire that when yeah. a guy just tells you what he has for real. This is like the Litvinov thing where he's like, if you go all in, I'm going to call because you have short stack. Yeah. You know, it's like awesome. Yeah. Um, so I may, I may have to try that. Just let's, tell people. Let's talk a little bit about this. Okay. All right. So what what does this accomplish? Is this just Wilkasuf being Wilkasuf and he doesn't really have a strategy or this is, is this strategic? I mean, I think Wilkasuf knows he's going to talk a lot. I think he knows he's been criticized for saying the same nine sentences over and over on TV. Yep. And he's trying to come up with other things to say. And so talking about his hand is a good way to do it. And his plan is probably to tell the truth a fair amount, but also lie some too. And, and hope he's uh, hope no one picks up on how imbalanced he is or when he's doing one versus the other. You know? Okay, so in this particular situation, is there any reason to tell the truth versus lie? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't see any... any Like, you'd expect Kasuf to often see bet right here, regardless of what he has. It's weird to say A7 versus... You know, like, if you didn't have A7, yeah. to pick that. So that's one of the reasons why you might think it's the truth. But, you know, whatever. If he's got Jack-10 suited, he might say he's got top-top. Which sounds like a hand that you know I quote can't fold or something like that. It's a little strange because it's somewhere in the middle of value. Really, it's not like a set. It's not like a let's go kind of a hand. It's just okay. I think this is a but big race mistake. to be the best. The more yeah. I think about it, the more I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, because all right, so say for a second you're Mike Matisau. Yeah, and you have a hand like Jack Ten here, mm-hmm. and Kasuf tells you he has a seven. Now a seven becomes way overrepresented in his range now whether or not he's deciding to lie in this particular instance or not, A7 is the most likely holding for Wilkasuf at this point, right? I don't know. I mean, with most people, when they say when they, say they have a hand, it's, they never have that hand. So it depends on what Mike Matisau thinks. Usually what it, usually someone picks a hand and it's and you polarize away from that, you know, one way or the other, depending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone says like, hey, man, I flopped a set. And you're like, well, I know you didn't flop a set. There isn't anything stronger than that. So now you probably... Why are you telling me you flopped a set? Why are you trying to say you have something strong? You know what I mean? Like that. Right. But like you say, A7 is a weird hand to pick. Yes. Which also makes it feel more like it's true. That's fair. Um, so say... I don't know. I don't know how, how likely it is to be true, though, ultimately. But I, I agree with you. I think it overrepresents it in his range a little bit. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Fair more, enough. more than you expected pre-flop for him to raise with that hand and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so now you kind of can peel a little bit more, which maybe Kasuf is trying to avoid when he says this, but... You can peel with, with two over cards now if you know exactly that he has A7 or you feel like he has A7 a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It changes your ability to like mess with Wilkasuf a little bit, right? Um, if you believe that he's telling the truth, yeah. 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 So I, I, for that, I don't really like it because A7 is a vulnerable hand in this scenario. And there are a lot of hands like Jack-10 that would fold to a C-bet almost all the time. But maybe if maybe we're not deep enough. But if we're deep enough, Jack-10 decides to call versus fold once Kasuf says he has A7. I mean, I don't think you're entirely wrong, but I also think you're going pretty far down a path, which is questionable. Right, because I'm, I'm trying to, to 
make some level of analysis of whether or not this is a strategically yeah. smart thing to do. I can't. I you said it was a big mistake. I can't go that far. I okay. Mean, I think if if it's a mistake, maybe it's slightly minor. I agree. As as an opponent, you have to like think more about a seven than you otherwise would. But I don't know that so much that you think. Well, I mean, I think he's got a seven like a lot now because he said it. I mean, I wouldn't think that. I just might think he's got a little bit more than he might otherwise have yeah. in his range. So I don't think I'd make that. I don't think it would change very many of my decisions ultimately. Personally. Fair enough. Good try, Uh, though. Good try. Yeah. Uh, He bets big, by the way, because if he bets 400 into 475, this C bet. So It's a cash game. Yeah. What do you think Mike should do now? Okay. Good question. Well, when Will Kasuf says, I have a seven, let's think about the possibilities here, right? There's like three main possibilities, right? Will's got about that, something like a seven. Yeah. Will's got a way better hand than a seven. He's trying to get called by... Although it's weird because Mike doesn't rate to ever have a hand better than a seven. Is no, the that's, thing that's weird about it. Yeah, Kasuf is saying he has the best hand. Right. Um, so if Kasuf had a set, why would he say he has a seven? He'd probably lower his thing. But Mike, but generally he's going to have about one one good pair, a very strong hand, or a very weak hand. Right. Those are the three possibilities. Yeah. So the only thing we really want, the only thing that raising is going to work against is the one good pair part of it, part of the range. I don't know. I think a call is fine here. I guess I don't know where we are really in the hand as Mike, and if we raise and we fold out most of Kasuf's range, that kind of blows. If we get a lot, if he re-raises, that kind of blows. Like, are we supposed to not fold? Are we, what are we supposed to? What's our plan if we get re-raised? Oh, if, we, if he re-raises, we're going with it. We're just going to go with it. Yeah, because we hope he has jacks or a seven, and he's deciding to go with it because he doesn't believe us. Because because he said he has a seven, and, and we can have trying to push him off a seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. If we have a plan to go with it, then I like raising a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think this is supposed to be a call. We continue to underrepresent our hand. Oh, yeah. In the standard sense, it's certainly a call. But with yeah. everything that's going on here, I think we can legitimately try to raise, get it in. Yeah. Because if Kasuf has A7, he might go with it. When, he might. Once, I he mean, de- once he decides to tell us he has A7, and then we make an aggressive move against him saying, you better fold A7. I mean, Will still has a lot of money behind, right? He bets 400, but he still has, what, like 4,500 left or yeah. something, right? Yeah. So that's a huge amount to expect him to go with. I mean, I guess we raise it to 1,100. 1,250, something yeah. like that. He's going to have to call Yeah. if he has A7. He, then, he can't fold it. Then we yet. can move in on the turn. We move in on the turn, then he's going to have a really tough, yeah. tough decision. I mean, that may be the way to make the most money in the hand, I guess. Yeah. You figure if he's got aces or kings, are we just going to get it in any way? Let's think. Yeah. He has aces. He's gonna, he bet 400 now, so there's going to be 1275 in the pot. He bets 900 on the turn. We call. Now there's going to be um, like 3,000, 3,100 in the pot, let's say. And he's going to have less than that left, or about that left. So he can move in on the river, and we're going to feel forced to call Unless the board runs out really good for us and we yeah. can fold, yeah, we're going to be forced to okay. get in against those hands So anyway. because of that, maybe, maybe we could save, you know, $1,000 if, you know, maybe he doesn't bet, maybe he doesn't make his way all in. Maybe he bets less than pot on the river, you know. Yeah. But if we're only trying to save $1,000, that feels not as important as, like, well, how can we maximize against the rest of his range. Right. And if he's telling the truth, by the way, with A7, there's a lot of bad cards for A7 yes. that will slow down the action significantly, and we want to put money in before that happens. I mean, when we're winning, I think we with this hand in this spot, we can usually hope to get two strong streets of value, right? He just gave us one. We could raise now and hope to get a second one now, and maybe we get lucky and get a third. But he's often going to check back a lot of turns, right? I mean, because there's so many bad cards. Like, what card's right. supposed to come? It's seven, six deuce? Yeah. 
What card is supposed to come that it doesn't scare him? A deuce comes, he's afraid. A three makes four, five. Yeah. A four makes weird straights and All two pairs. All over cards make gut shots and op- open-enders. And the only thing. cards in the deck that Wilkosuf is going to feel really comfortable with is a seven or an ace. Yeah. If he actually has that. But whatever, whatever combination Maybe of cards king. is. Maybe a king. It's hard for us to have a king. Yeah. But there's just not that much. Yeah. So I don't know that he's supposed to. Maybe, maybe king, queen, jack he feels okay with in general, actually. Yeah. But that's about it, you yeah. know? So there's maybe that's maybe that's okay. I don't know. It's just it's like if he bets the turn and a and a jack comes, I mean I guess we just call and yep. then it goes check check on the river and we win and there's some metagame implications which which are good for us. I like raising better. Yeah. After this discussion. Okay. You agree? I don't know, man. I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. Well, Mike decides to call. Okay. He's going to continue his maybe it's a metagame thing. If we think we're mostly going to get it in any way, I guess raising can't be that bad, you know. Raising is pretty good. Yeah. And if Will has nothing, he's going to probably shut down on the turn most of the time anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. issue, the only problem is if Will has nothing and he picks up a, like, if he has jack 10, and, it, like, we're missing out on the jack or the 10 hitting the turn by raising. But I mean, that's, like, that's a fine. very small thing. No, that's not a big deal. Yeah. That's not a big deal. And it's still only one more street we're going to yeah. get anyway. He's not going to fire three streets if he hits a jack or a 10. Only, right. I think. Right. I think. So you're on board with the race? Uh, yeah, I'm not super strong. Like you're stronger about it than me, but I think uh, I think a raise is probably better than a call as we talk about it. I think it's close, though. I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, so the pot after the call is now 1,275. 267, two heart flop. Mike's got two queens. Kasuf's got ace seven. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike does have a queen of hearts in his hand. There's no other hearts in play here. Uh, the turn is the ten of spades. Now, that's a bit scary, especially for Kasuf because 8-9 yeah. comes in. Well, 8-9 comes in, but also the overs with gut shots come in. Yeah. Like, it's either top pair or the nuts for all those hands. 10-8, 10-9, 8-9 all, all yeah, come in. Yeah, all come in now. And those are all very reasonable holdings for Mike. Right. Um, I guess they're reasonable holdings for Kasuf as well, probably. They are, but maybe a little bit less so in that he might have chosen to limp with those sometimes yeah. instead of race. Yeah, because like, he doesn't necessarily beat the majority of Mike's limping range with those hands, whereas with A7, he does. And honestly, if he had those hands, and again, I'm now reaching when I say this, would he really say, I have A7? If he had like 10-9, wouldn't he say like, I've got two queens, Mike? Wouldn't he, wouldn't he rep a stronger hand yeah. than A7 anyway? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Anyway, Mike checks. Yeah. As you know, he's kind of forced into that because of the way he's played the hand so far. Which is, you know, part of why I like taking aggressive actions earlier in the hand. I mean, he's not forced into it. He he's could. totally allowed to bet here. He could. Usually people don't. But I actually think this is the kind of thing we should look for more, more opportunities, both in our own games and, and these spots and these breakdowns, to look for people not to play in flow. Like, oh, why are we playing? I, we're playing in flow because why? Because we're supposed to? Who cares? No, I agree. I've, and in my own game, I've been doing a lot more leading the turn out of flow. Yeah. I have been. Um, and I think it's a cool play, but... Me too. I just don't think Mattis Howe's ever doing that. I, don't I agree with you. He's not. Yeah. He's not. And, most, and most players aren't. Right. Yeah. Um, so it would be cool to bet now. Yeah. But he decides... I think he's... Part of it is metagame. Part of it is pot control. I think he's a little scared. Mike's always scared money, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he has always scared money. He's considering the worst case scenario at all times. He's thinking Kasuf has aces, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and Kasuf could. He could have he aces. He could. It's not a huge part of his range. Although the truth is, if we lead out, it, we're probably going to save money against aces, not cost us money. Aces can't raise if we lead out anyway. They're just going to call. 
probably can't raise. No, especially because eight nine. We can right. lead out with eight nine now. Right. No. No. Exactly. Like it's like I call, and then on the river we can make a value bet, and he's going to roll his eyes and call, and we're yeah. going to lose, and it will be about the same anyway. So it's not a big deal. Right. True. Um. Anyway, Mike checks. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, we'll we'll probably has to check here, right? Considering that eight nine got there. I really think he's supposed to check. And it's hard to get value from worse now. If if Matisau has five six, he's going to give it up now probably if Kasuf bets again, right? Um. Yes. I really think so. If he has a worse seven, there, the things that well, we can get value from are seven, eight, and seven, nine. I'm not a hundred percent sure if Mike's folding five, six or not. The more I think about it, but it's, it's not a great spot for five, six. So he might just give up. I think I would fold five, six. Yeah, Kasuf kept betting. Kasuf often checks the turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, we should get. Then we should probably. Kasuf can get value from seven, eight, and seven, nine though, because those just picked up a gut shot. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's right. But that's really the only advantage to betting. Betting is probably not a good idea. I mean, I can make a case for betting. Let's go. You ready? We bet. If we get raised, we fold. We're rarely going to get raised. And uh, if he calls, we just check back all, all rivers. Pretty, or unless we improve, unless we had a seven or an ace, we check back the river. Um, and that's fine. Because we were going to call a bet on the river most of the time anyway. So if he improved, it doesn't matter. We can, we can set the price anyway. And we can charge him for all the stuff that you know, we're ahead. All right. That's my reason. I mean, as long as we we have to believe though that Mike isn't going to bluff raise us on the turn, which I don't think he's going to do very often. I don't so. think he is either. Most players aren't going to do that. I don't think he is either. Um, so it's okay. It's fine to bet here. You can bet smaller than you think the bet he's going to would make on the river for value. If he has ten nine, it costs you less, and you still charge the seven eight seven nines and other stuff of the world. All right, those are all the exploitative reasons. Yeah. Um, from a game theory perspective, this card gives Mike a range advantage. And that's a reason to check. That's a great point. Yeah. Cannot argue with that at all. He has more 710 in his range, too. The, the other thing, that the, though, but the checking does is we give Mike free a free shot. If he called with overcards and missed, like Queen Jack or something. Yeah. Or Queen Nine suited. Now we give him free shots at those when we didn't have to do that. He's usually just folding those, though. On the on flop. The flop? Yeah. Well, remember, you made this whole case for saying. Right, but I don't think Mike's actually doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Especially when he bets 400 and 475. Yeah. I don't think so either. Okay. All right. Well, Will does decide to check. I can't kill him for that check. I think it's a fine check. No, no, I think it's totally fine. When it something happens though, when he checks, Mike um, celebrates. Oh yeah, Mike. Mike puts his arms in the air and celebrates and says, "I have him beat." Yeah, I have the best hand. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of funny and weird and and cool and cool actually. And Mike's also telling the truth as it turns out. Mike now knows he's got the best hand or believes very very strongly, right? Yeah. Because he thinks Kings is always Kings Plus is always going to bet here, and I agree. That's very very likely to happen. Yeah, it is. So Mike's, that's cool. Mike's feeling pretty good. Yeah. He's, hey, he's not lying. Before we get to the river. Yeah. We should talk about a place where the rivers run freely and fully of Bitcoin. Oh, where's that? It's nitrogen sports poker, my man. Oh, okay. It's smooth. It goes down easy. Kenny G? It's got, <laughs> it's got a nice carbonation to it. <laughs> and it's where you can play. And that's also where the poker guys play. Yep. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a Bitcoin-only poker site, which means you get lightning-fast withdrawals. We're talking five to 20 minutes. Yep. That's important. The that's, same goes for the deposits. But, you know, that's cool. But I want my money when I want my money. You know, let's withdraw that money. <laughs> yeah. Um, use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen for access to exclusive poker guys promotions and tournaments, stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes some free rolls, sometimes other stuff. Bounty tournaments with bounties on our heads, free rolls where it's just free to play, yep. little tiny buy-in tournaments where you only have access if you use the link in the description. Yeah, we're talking to them right now about a super cheap buy-in, one millibit buy-in, which these days is like $3.50. 
Um, but then putting up a, a surprisingly large guarantee, which would be way more than you'd expect, and probably there'd be a huge overlay. Like, so it's basically free money. Yeah. It's like a free roll, except it sort of keeps out, like, I don't know, the trash, <laughs> the ruffians. You don't want to be those anyway. You want to you pay. Even if they tell you not to pay, you want to pay. Of course. You don't, don't want to be a ruffian. It's, you know, it's the barrier to entry. Right. We all want the barrier to entry. We all want that. <laughs> keep the... Keep the garbage people. Anyway, out. we play on nitrogen. We love it. Yeah. Use the link in the description. Come see us on nitrogen. That's it. You know, also play the sports games and stuff like that. Yeah, that's they right. You can bet on betting, sports, etc. Like etc. Et okay. Great. All right, let's get to the river here. So um the river is an ace. So, Whoa. Kasuf zooms ahead with his ace seven. Yeah, now he's got two pair. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Mike Matisau cannot like that card. I think I had something wrong, by the way. I said there were two hearts on the flop. I think it was a rainbow flop. Yeah, I think so, too. Because the river is the ace of hearts, and that would complete a flush, and no, I don't remember that being a factor. I don't so. think it's a factor. So it's a rainbow yeah. situation. Um, Mike checks. This is obviously not a great card for him. Mike's got to strongly consider folding now to a river bet. And by the way, we know a river bet's coming with Kasuf's holding. So Of course. This just sucks for Mike. All right, so now Will knows he's on TV, and he's going to take some time before he makes a river decision. It takes to, way too long to bet. To it discuss. takes, like, minutes. Will says, I've got queen high. The only way I can win the pot is by betting at it. So he's changing his story. Changing it quite dramatically. Yeah. Queen high, not going to fly too well with Mattisau's exact holding as no. a story because Mattisau blocks a lot, a lot of queen high there. Um, so I, he's obviously trying to weaken his range. He's trying to say, I'm telling the truth now right. with queen high. Right. Um Mike says, I could check raise here. Right. That's a weird thing to say. I think he's really trying to weird. tell him not to bet. Yes. He's exactly. essentially saying, like, just, please don't bet. Please check it back. Maybe I win. Don't make don't yeah. put me in a tough spot. I don't want to have to call a bet here. And the, and they keep talking and they're talking and talking. It's just a and, lot of the same stuff. And though. in the middle of this, this is what Jonathan teased earlier. Oh, on. yeah. In the middle of this, Phil Helm, you thought the table, obviously not in the hand, says, uh <clears throat> so somebody prompts him somehow. I don't know what he how he gets prompted, but he says I have a book, and it's on this list. What is the list? Oh, it's small the list. No, it's on this small list. It's on this small list. What is this list? Oh, oh, it's the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, I have a book on there. In what? the middle of this hand. He's the worst person in the world. Why? What? That has nothing to do with poker. Okay, okay, okay. You're in, you're in an elevator. Mike Mattisau and Phil Hamuth are in the elevator. You have a gun. It only has one bullet. I can't. And you, wait, wait, wait. There's no consequences that will come from killing one of these men. Zero. <laughs> you know this? No, I'm not going down this path. You know you nothing can happen to you. There's unpublished podcast. Who do you kill? There's an unpublished <laughs> podcast with similar things in it. And it's the re- true. It's the reason it's unpublished. You're right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that one. Oh, uh, that was funny that that unpublished podcast that no one gets to hear about <laughs> the things I said about Phil Hummy. <laughs> but anyway. Um but it, would it be microfill? Just tell me. <laughs> no answers. Just, just, but, just whisper it. No answers. Okay. But come on. Like, is this the worst thing you've ever heard said at a poker table? It <laughs> can't be the worst, but it's certainly in the bottom 0.1%. How about I have that? a book. It's on this list. What is this little this list? Small list. This yeah. small little list. Oh, it's the New York Times bestseller did, list. The thing is, he doesn't say it with that inflection. He says, it's the New York Times bestseller list. Almost like I'm still thinking maybe it's the smallest. I don't even realize that it's a, which makes it even worse. Yeah. No, you just want to look. You don't want to do any harm to anyone, of course. Of course not. But if harm were to befall <laughs> no, someone, we're not all right, going. All right, all right. Anyway, that's a quick little <laughs> One aside. One bullet you have. <laughs> that's a quick little aside to, yeah. to just show how grateful Hamuth is. Um, okay, so back it's to the hand. So awful. <laughs> Kasuf sitting there with two pair. Finally, bets. He bets $850. Yeah. Into a pot of what, 12? 
Uh, yeah, twelve twelve seventy five. Yeah, right. And uh, so this is a tough spot for Mike. The ace is a bad card. Kasuf had already said he had ace seven. That's part of his range. I mean, Kasuf having an ace makes all the sense in the world. He can have ace king. There aren't. There's that many ace queens. He can have those. He can have ace jack. He doesn't have ace ten, but he can have ace nine. He can have ace eight. He can have ace seven. You know, basically ace nine and lower he can have, and they make sense. And ace ace jack and higher he can have, and those make sense. So. And he doesn't have to bet here. So if he had any kind of made hand, the only hands we can really beat are like king, jack, king, queen, which there aren't very many, many of, things like that. There's just yeah. not much. I agree. So it feels like a pretty easy fold. It does. Even though it sucks. But it also feels like Kasuf often has one pair, like you said. Like Agreed. He has like, like, like a lot of ace-jack. Yeah. Right. And uh, Mike does something kind of, I don't know if it's exactly a good play, but I think it's admirable that he, he understands calling is a bad idea here. Right. He knows he knows he's losing too often. Yeah. It's not a good but he shoves. He turns his hand into a bluff. He shoves like instantly too. He shoves pretty quickly, and this is for Kasuf's effective stack, who started with fifty four fifty, so it's four thousand more for Kasuf to call. Right. And there's like two thousand in the pot there's six thousand in the pot after the shove. Yeah. So Kasuf's getting one and a half to one, which is not amazing. Now Mike probably wouldn't have done this if he truly believed Kasuf had ace seven. No, I can't imagine he'd he, ever He must that. think Kasuf has something like Ace Jack. Like I think saying. Ace Jack is a reasonable hand to target. Um Ace Nine is a reasonable hand to target. Ace King. Sure. All the one pair hands you can make this play on, and it's gonna be really hard for them. That said, the only difference between those hands and Ace Seven from Kasuf's perspective is distribution. Against Mike's range, they're the same, right? I disagree. You think Mike is shoving a worse two-pair hand? Mike could have ace-six. Uh, he's not going to shove that. He's just going to check call. Um, Is or, he? Or he's going to lead the river. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. You don't think he can, you think one pip down he's, he's not going to shove? I don't think so. You think he's just going to check call? Okay, let's play this out slightly differently. Let's say Mike leads the river. What does Kasuf do? Does he just call or raise? Not Kasuf. What does the what does the the good player do? Forget Kasuf. Just for a call second. when Mike leads the river for sure, because Mike has eight nine in his range. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, I mean, sizing would matter, of course. Yeah, but assuming he sizes it like sixty five percent of pot or something. Yeah, yeah I guess we can even just half call. pot. I think we can just okay. call. Okay. All right, so if we don't think he's shoving a worse hand, then you're right. Then it's just about being up in Will Kasuf's distribution. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure you're right that Madison isn't shoving, isn't like, oh, this is great. Kasuf now has ace-king, and I've got aces up, and I can read them like a book. Okay, I think Madison specifically is not shoving ace-six. Because you Maybe think he's scared money. Yes. The thing is, it doesn't really fit for you to say he's scared money when he just shoved queens here. I know. I know. So maybe you're wrong about him being scared Maybe money. I am. Maybe I am, but I, I just don't think he's shoving a six. Okay, you could be right, and I'm not sure that he's supposed to be shoving a six. He probably isn't, like we're saying, um, but he might be anyway. Even if we're worried about a six, okay. it's very few combos. There's no question about it. There's very few. It's, he like, only has it's a suited six suited. Yeah. I don't know how many of those there are when you take out our ace. Also, there might be one. There might be one or two combos, one. right? Yeah, there's one. So whatever, we don't have to worry too much about it. Yeah. Yeah, he could have, um, I guess, it's possible maybe for him to have a 7 suited like we do. Yeah, I think the most likely holding is 8-9 at this point for value. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we should be, like, Kasuf has a strong hand on the river, but this is not a great spot. This is a bad spot. Yeah. There's no question about it. Because what are we beating? What are the bluffs? Because you don't expect queens to be in there. Um, okay, this is a great question. The bluffs are like 4-5. Mm-hmm. And five eight, mm-hmm. and turning one pair into a bluff. That's all. Seven eight seven nine. Yeah, like oh, now I can't win, but I can get him off ace jack anyway. Seven eight seven nine are probably the best bluffs. Like actually. seven eight, seven eight's the hand, right? 
Doesn't that make all the sense? Seven eight and seven nine. Sure, they're the same. Oh no, I know, but I feel like he's more likely to play seven eight than seven nine. Okay, maybe so from early position. But I, and I think those are the best bluffs because we block a lot. It's a, it's like exactly the best blocker hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe you could even have pocket eights once in a while and, and make the same play for the same yeah. reason. But okay. Right. Seven eight feels like it's more likely. Although now that we know he limps with queens, he can yeah. obviously limp with eights. Right. So we don't know if Manasau has that in him or not, though. As Kasu. Correct. No, we don't. We don't know that. And if I if I was sitting there, I wouldn't think he would. I wouldn't think he was turning one pair into a bluff here. I genuinely think. By hook or by crook, this is a good representation of 8-9. I believe 8-9 here. I mean, it's a good time to raise. If, I mean, you have to raise anyway if you have 8-9, yeah. but it's a good time to move in where the, when the ace hits. It feels yeah. like you could really check the river, hope Kasuf bets, and then raise. So that part fits really well, right? Um, hmm. I believe him. I believe Mike Madison, even though I know he has queens. Yeah. Okay, so fair enough. You believe him. Let's look at it from another point of view. What better hands does Will Kasuf have as played? Uh, all the sets. He wouldn't bet a set on the turn? He might not bet pocket aces. I think it's very likely he would bet pocket aces, don't you think? He's still worried about 8-9 with pocket aces. Yeah, but that's it now. Instead of worrying about 10-9 and 10-8. Right. But it's I think just, it's, it's possible just he thing. would check back pocket aces. Okay, fine. So once in a blue moon he's got pocket. Once in a while he's got pocket aces. So this is, in your mind, the second best hand he has? I think he has other sets sometimes. He's he plays Come weird. On. He can check sets on the turn. He's betting. Don't pretend he's never. It's a cash game. He's betting sets so on the turn. So you're claiming he zero percent of the time checks a set on the turn. No, I'm saying almost never. Okay. Can you agree with that? I think you're probably right. Okay. When we say, and let's quantify almost never. I would say over ninety percent of the time he's betting his sets on the turn. Do you think he's betting ace ten on the turn? I do. Okay. It's a cash game. People bet top pair. All right. That's what I think. Do you disagree? I think uh, I do disagree. I think, I know I've said this a lot on this podcast, but I think that's a limit thought. Dude, you've just been talking about how Mike Madison is playing scared money all this time. All you're talking about is scared money thinking. Like, you can bet these hands. It's okay. You, can't, you can, but specifically because of the 8-9 coming in, it's scary for all of Kasuf's made hands on the turn. It doesn't have to be scary. We can bet fold. What's the problem? If Mike doesn't have very many turn bluff raises in him, and he doesn't. No, that's true. We can bet fold, and we probably it costs us the I know, same I, amount of money. I'm not talking about optimal play. I just think Kasuf is checking back those hands a lot. I don't think so. I think he's betting those hands. I think if he hits a 10, he's like, oh, baby, we did it, and then he bets. And if he's got aces, he's like, I'm betting again because I'm betting again. Oh, no, you might be right. It isn't like, look, if there were two hearts on the board and the 10 of hearts comes in, that would feel really different. So, like, all the draws come in. Yeah. This is one draw that came in. The most obvious draw. The most obvious draw, Sure. Yeah. The only draw. I mean, well, not, not the only draw. I guess there's other straight draws, too. Yeah. This is the most likely of the straight draws. I'll give you that. But it's not the most... Like, Mike's got so... Like, if you look at Mike's whole range, the straight draws make up a pretty small part of that range. By the way, Mike might have played his straight draws differently on the flop. He might just call, but he might be more aggressive with them sometimes, too. I think it's a very clear bet on the turn for in a cash game. And I think we can fold very comfortably if we get raised. I think we can check back a lot of rivers if we want. Okay, well, all of this is... To say you're making the point that Will has one of the best hands he shows up with here. That is exact. I'm I'm saying I think this may be the best hand Will shows up with here. You're saying maybe Ace is fine. I'll give you five percent of the time he's got Aces, yeah, or ten percent of the time, or whatever percentage we want. Twenty percent if you want to be really generous. Is that a good enough reason to call? It's a really good reason to call. I don't, is it a good enough? Is a fair question. It's a really good reason though. Um, in a cash game, we're getting one and a half to one. It might. Uh, if it's, if it's the best hand I can show up with, I'm getting one and a half to one in a cash game. 
and it and Mike Matisseau, it's close. I mean, I think it's really close. I think I think it probably is, but it's really close. So here's the next question. Okay. Because I was saying the stuff about Mike being scared money. Yeah. And I think that's a general perception in poker. Now I don't know how this game had been going, but if Kasuf thinks Matisseau is scared money, that leans me towards a fold. I agree. I do agree with that very strongly. Um, part of the thing I would wonder about and actually want to know is like, whose buy-in is that? Is that Mike's own money? Is that someone else's money? And do they have more money for him? I mean, are we, are we also, is this like live at the bike giving him a buy-in when he shows up? He, he actually later talks about it and says he didn't get that because he says Helmuth does. He's like yeah. talking about it on the show. He says, actually, he said Helmuth gets multiple buy-ins. That's crazy. Bike, which is insane. Um, but yeah, Mike, uh, Mike apparently doesn't get that. So I'm sure they like pay his flight or something, and and that's it. Um, that's all Mike rates to get these days. Yeah, sad Mike. Go yeah. do some meth. <laughs> You'll feel better. It, um, <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do meth. It's bad. Yes, it's always bad. Anyway, um, if you're going to do meth, do the Walter White meth. That's the pure stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's better for you. <laughs> it's the organic stuff. Yeah. So anyway, um, so this is the question: Do we think? Okay. At a, the purest level of this question, we're talking about scared money. We're talking about all these things. Is do we think how often is Mike bluffing here? Right, that's the real question we need to answer. The answer is clearly more than I would have expected because he's doing it. Yeah. So, so you're saying you would have expected essentially the number is almost zero, right? Do you think Kasuf's talking got him into this situation? Yes. In that Mike wants to be the guy who's the table captain of talking, and he's kind of fuing at Kasuf based on that. Oh, that isn't why. No, I mean maybe a little bit, but I think it's actually Kasuf's talking got him in this situation because. He did this whole thing about talking about how he had A7. Mm-hmm. And now on the river, he bets. Mike moves in and Wolf's like, well, I told him I have A7. And he still moved in. Instead of thinking his hand's a little more disguised and underrepped, maybe, because right. he checked the turn, even though, of course, he would check the turn there. Like, he could just have Ace-Jack. But he's like, I've been saying I have A7. He still moved in. He wants me to have A7. He believes I have A7. Blah, blah, blah. I think it may have gotten in Will's own head a little bit, which is not crazy. No. So it's probably a combination of both those things which hurt him. Because Will's going to find a fold here. Will does fold. And it may be a good fold. I don't know. I mean, is Mike bluffing enough? If Mike is scared money, it's a good fold. Right. If Mike's not scared money, it's marginal. Now that we know that Mike made this play with Queens, it's a bad fold, right? Because it means Mike is going to have this play in him, which means we just can't fold the hand as strong as A7. Like, we can't fold the top of our distribution. Yeah. Um, But until we know that... We probably are supposed to fold against what we what we perceive as scared money, yeah, or broke money. I agree, I agree. It's a weird spot, and uh, I don't know. I think I think Kasuf talked himself into it. That's the problem. Yeah, he really he keeps just going on and on. I think you have the coconuts, you have the coconuts, and so on and so forth. God, can he stop saying that, please? It's so he's annoying. never going to stop. He saying thinks it. that's funny. I don't know. I don't think he thinks it's funny. I think it's just a repetitive thing that he does. I mean, that's it. All right. Um, so. I don't know if this is a good fold or not. I mean, I I would, I think what you're Doug Polk would say it's definitely a bad fold, right? Yeah. Because he would argue, and I think this is a fair argument that it's uh, it's too high up in your distribution to fold in a cash game spot where you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and you can. You it's can, not like Michael Ruan. You can buy more money with sixty five blinds yeah. shoving the river against James Opes, right? Like where he just kind of has to have it. Yeah, I got um, like Kasuf probably got a buy in from Live with the Bike if Helmuth got multiple. I bet he did. So yeah. this may not be Kasuf's money anyway. Yeah. Although in his mind, then he has to reach in his pocket to get more, and then right. maybe that's his money. But I mean, you know, come on, will Kasuf live in the high life here? I think I would probably find a call here because I would argue to myself that I would wonder if Mike was moving in with a worse hand once in a while, and I would also wonder if Mike is just losing his mind. 
Yeah, I think, and I'd also say to him, but ultimately I'd say, this is the best hand I could show up with, I call. I think neither of us would be in this situation because we wouldn't have talked our way into this situation. Correct. But assuming we were there, maybe you would call. But I think I think I might fold, if I, I and I don't know if that would be the correct thought yeah, or the either. correct line of thought. But imagining myself in that situation with all of my preconceived notions about Mike Matisau, I think I might fold just because, like, oh, man, Mike's got the nuts for sure, right? Yeah. Like, it's Mike Matisau. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair. And maybe, you know, when you get to the point where we actually can't determine what the right play is, maybe there isn't a right play. You yeah, know, yeah. maybe, like, maybe if you if it's this close, maybe it's kind of, maybe we, as it will, because if we should almost be indifferent to calling or folding, because we can't tell what's right. Even upon a long examination later on, right now, you and I can't really determine what we think is the right so play. So then, then I think the answer should be, if it's Will's money, he should fold. If it's not his money, he should call. <laughs> I mean, that's one. Another way to think about it is um, emotionally, how is Will going to do if the bad thing happens? So if he calls and loses, is he going to feel worse than if he folds and is wrong? Yeah. Which way is question. he going to feel worse? And and just pick the thing that's going to feel better right, emotionally if you're, you're indifferent otherwise. Because tilt can certainly be a factor, especially in a cash game where you're deep stacked. Like you can end up losing a lot of money based on this right. play down the line if things go wrong. I mean, the good news is for Will, like if he folds, he can assume he's not going to know that he was wrong for a while. Well, I guess actually it's live stream, so maybe in a half hour he's going to know anyway. But at least he gets to delay that. Mike shows it, doesn't he? He does right away, but Will doesn't know that at the time. Yeah. Right. But as opposed to like if he calls and is wrong, he'll know right away and he'll have a half hour of potential sadness i don't know i feel like when it's um something like that i'm less likely to feel bad though when it's like a cooler spot anyway yeah and i mean i don't know like it's close it's just super close it is it is in the end mike gets him to fold and it's a it's kind of an impressive play by mike and i kind of like the line of thought on the river that like kasuf has a lot of one pair hands here yeah and he's gonna have to fold those most of the time unless he soul reads me and he's the kind of guy who will fold one pair of hands pretty easily and this is a perfect line for eight nine by the way it, like it all adds up yeah eight nine can really have eight nine the only thing about eight nine is of course it just calls the turn but it could no, the, the turn goes check check hey the turn goes check check and then an ace hits oh yeah. that's why that's why it's perfect you're yeah. right it's a perfect line yeah see if we bet the turn and he calls the turn well, actually, we're going to be committed to the pot anyway, as Will Kasuf then. Yeah. Mike's less likely to make a play at us, right. actually. Or we're going to feel like, well, I'm getting, like, whatever, three to one now. I have to call. Yeah. One and a half to one isn't really that good. The odds aren't great there. No, they're not. You're getting, you need to be right 40% of the time. That's a lot. If Mike isn't bluffing 40% of the time and, if, and he can't show up with a six, we're screwed. We yeah. have to fold. Maybe that's just not enough. I'm starting to think maybe this is a fold. I'm, I'm starting to come around. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would fold. I don't know, man. It's close. It's so close. It's, I like it. I like it when it's close. Yeah. It's well, fun. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to see some close spots, some fun spots, be sure to check out Poker Time, which should be out by now. Yes. So episode one is out now. Episode two tomorrow, three on Wednesday. Episode one, there's actually about 10 minutes in, there's a, a hand, which is a cooler hand, which happens, which is sort of a similar setup in the end by the river, right? Yeah. Where one guy has aces up, the other guy has a straight. Yeah. And the aces up has a big decision on the river and uh and it's it's interesting because when we're when we were talking about it during the show, it's like you can't beat any value against that player. Right. And I'm not sure if that's true against Mike or not, right? Also, I didn't think that player had any bluffs in him, but maybe it's cuz I hadn't seen him play enough either, you know. I've right. only seen him play for well, anyway, it's it's very interesting to try and this is this is the thing, imperfect information. You got to make a lot of guesses and do yeah. your best. That's poker. Yeah. It's not chess. Right. Or Sudoku. 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 Ducky Ducky is Sudo what they call it. Sudoku. 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 Keep going. 
I'm going to go with Sudoku. Okay, good. Sudoku. On that, Sudoku. On that note, I believe we're finished. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home. And you gonna be.